you're listening to The Bounding Box, where we talk about web development, geo-development, and everything in between. All right, welcome to The Bounding Box. And today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Lisa Stelly. Hope I got that right. So Lisa, please tell us who you are, what you do, what's your problem? <laughs> Hi, Renee. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on The Bounding Box. I've been listening to a lot of the sessions before. So um, you got that perfectly right. So that was uh, <laughs> very you. well pronounced. <laughs> um, so yeah, my name, my name is Lisa. Um, I was born and raised in Switzerland, and um, I'm part of the ESRI R&D Center in Zurich, and um, maybe some of you know, we focus a little bit on 3D and web technologies and also have a industry emphasis on urban planning and architecture. Um, yeah, what's more about me, I've been at Esri for a couple of years now, since 2016. Started out as an intern back then. Wow. Um, and have, have been on the urban team since then. So even though I'm, <laughs> I'm still uh, quite young, I'm, I feel like a bit like an Esri veteran here. Oh, yeah, um, you your time. And <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I also, um, I'll quickly go think about, so I studied geomatics engineering. Um, so this might be a familiar term to some of you. And I always had kind of an interest and uh, did also an emphasis on GIS in my master's and in cartography. And I did a minor in urban planning. So now in the team, kind of creating software for urban planners, sort of the sweet spot where um, both of my interests meet. So that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know uh, working with a lot of the folks at Switzerland stuff, I'm, I'm really jealous because you guys have such a great education system there. So like everyone's got these really awesome, like, backgrounds and degrees and stuff and you know it's a, it's a totally different experience from what we have out here let's put it that way but you guys do very well out there you're, you're all a, a lot of very smart people out of that uh, r d office that we have in uh, switzerland there in zurich i've been there once really cool i dug it you guys got a nice nice thing going there so it's it's a lot of fun and absolutely we've yeah. uh I, I mean i've seen you on quite a few occasions um at the dev summits and stuff and you've, i think you've came down even for uc one year Right? Or do you just mm -hmm. come for Dev Summits? Yeah, I've been at UC much more, actually. Much um, more? Okay. I think my first UC is, yeah. Um, it's, it was my first time at Dev Summit uh, last year when we saw each other. Right. So that was interesting. <laughs> it's also <laughs> quite quite a different experience for sure. Yeah, but no, right. you're totally right. I mean, uh, we have a bunch of really smart people around here and I really enjoy working with them. Like I often feel like I can, uh, there's so many people here to learn from and to feel really fortunate. To, to be in such a cool team, for sure. And oh, you asked about my problem. I wanted to actually get back to that because <laughs> I do think I, I do have a problem and I want quick, to quickly touch on that. So when I started at Esri, I started as a software engineering intern. So I started in software engineering, even though I didn't have a computer science background, um, more like a GIS background. Then I went into part-time product engineer. Um, after uh, that, I had to kind of finish my master's and so on. Started full-time as a software engineer back after I graduated. And now last year I switched back to product engineering. So I do think my problem is that I cannot really identify with either <laughs> of the two roles that are predominant in, in every product development, like senior uh, software and, and product engineers. So I think, yeah, that that's maybe my problem or sort of <laughs> not really a problem, but something that I found myself uh, struggling with a bit, but 
yeah, I'm sort of in between the two roles always. <laughs> I think that's really cool because that kind of strengthens your uh, ability to go back and forth, right? Because I mean, part of what mm -hmm. product engineers do is not just, um, you know, managing the product or keeping track of features and issues like that, but they're involved in like testing and making sure that things work the way they're supposed to work and stuff. And, um, and you're working on mm -hmm. Urban, right? So ArcGIS Urban, which is a really mm -hmm. cool product. And I think it's neat because I worked in as an environmental planner for many years. So I did a lot of work with out here. We have like, you no know, uh, general plans, specific plans, zoning, um, planning out. Some, some of our plans were like 50 years ahead of time. All of those were very bad <laughs> like uh, <laughs> plans because they were very bad numbers, but you have to do them and they're out there. So I think that's really cool. This whole concept of like digital twin things. You tell us a little bit about how that works and stuff and what, use cases are for it. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, I didn't know that you worked as a planner. It's really cool. Um, but <laughs> so, so I, I tend to explain urban to people that might not have an urban planning background in a way like, um, I don't know if you remember the game SimCity, but that used yes. to be kind of a, a thing <laughs> uh, once, once upon a time. And so that's kind of a game where you build a virtual city with streets and buildings and services and so on. And then you sort of let a simulation run and you see how, how well your city performs, right? And that was a game. And I think in urban, what we're trying to achieve is sort of that people have a digital re representation of their city in urban where they can see how it currently is. And then they can make changes to the future of the city so they can create new buildings, they can change regulations, and then almost like run a simulation and see how, what the impact is on the actual city. And um, so this is sort of in a nutshell, <laughs> what urban <laughs> tries to to achieve. And then, of course, the specific use cases is, for example, think of a city that has a growing population and needs to think of where do we build new buildings where we can have people live and work and um, other services. How do we change um, uh, the street network in the future as well? So kind of, you know, creating different future scenarios for a city and then comparing them against each other for example in a, in a study area right if we build so many more buildings or if we have so many more people what does it mean to certain indicators for the city and so you can for example um, calculate what is the co2 emission or the energy consumption of an area if we make yeah. changes to the buildings and all of these things so um, so that's kind of in a nutshell what, what urban tries to achieve and it's really cool because when you work in like that 3d environment that has a lot of impact in like you put up new buildings, like where's going to cast shadows during the day and stuff like that. And how's that going to impact areas around it? Um, I know sometimes uh, like when they put up buildings out here, uh, people will complain because they've blocked their view or something or, mm -hmm. uh, but then there's a whole, like you said, the energy consumption bit, right? So more shadows, less uh, energy mm -hmm. heating in places. And I think now a thing a lot of places are doing are like solar panels on the roofs of buildings. So that's another benefit of new construction and stuff and all these different things happening which is nice i like it i think it's really cool uh, it's a really great tool to use to do stuff like that it's light years ahead of what i had seen like you know 15 years ago and stuff mm -hmm. to do these kinds of things those those were plans were just kind of like let's uh, throw some stuff on the map and let's kind of uh, get some numbers up and we're good to go let's see what happens <laughs> Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And that's the power of 3D, right? That you can make these sort of calculations and you can also visualize it for the public and for stakeholders to see how the city will develop over time. And so that's the other thing that 
Urban is on the web, you can collaborate with different people on the same information, right? Whereas before people were working on physical plans or physical 3D models. And then how do you share that with stakeholders, with, with the public and so on? And so this is um, where we also see huge potential going forward that Urban can be become this platform for everybody working on planning on the planning workflow and having the same information and so on. Yeah, if you look at some of the old like uh, movies and stuff like that, they've always got like this kind of like model of the city and what they plan to do. Like the villain, right? Always has plans mm -hmm. to build out like new casinos over here and their little like model they got built. But now you can just you know a villain can make a 3D model and share it with his goons to, to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now you also spent some time out here when you were in school, right? You went to Santa Barbara. Yeah. So I saw that right for a year. Yeah. Right. Did you like that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that was a really good experience. So, um, I was fortunate enough to do an exchange semester and work on a, it was like a research project on virtual environments and how people navigate. And so we built out a virtual environment actually using city engine and some of the Esri technology before I even worked at Esri. Oh, nice. Um, and, it was it was very nice. We conducted a user study afterwards, and I um, was part of a research lab at uh, UC Santa Barbara. And I mean, have you been at the campus? It's it's fantastic. You're right at the Santa beach. Barbara, no. You can like surf on campus. So wow, that's <laughs> that was cool. Pretty awesome, and uh, it was also funny because um, I when I learned English in school, we always had British English teachers, so I learned like I had a very thick British accent when I came to California. <laughs> And I lost it within a week. And ever since, I kind of uh, kept on <laughs> this Californian accent um, from that time in, in, in Santa Barbara. But it was, it was a great time. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. To get, But I wasn't really like in school because I work, was working on the research project. So I can't really, yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't really enjoy the educational system as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Santa, Bar Santa Barbara's fun. Been through there. They've got, um, I think, a couple of their, like, they have these festivals and stuff, like, once a year, right? There might be mm -hmm. more, but I've got to those and stuff. And they're pretty fun out there. It's a good town. I enjoy it. And you said, like you said, it's beautiful out there, right? So that's mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's almost like the, it, it felt, feels very European to me, ah, okay. uh, being in Santa Barbara. Like, if you compare to other U.S. cities, it, it felt quite... Right, uh, you, I think you call it like the American Riviera, right? Like the Italian yeah. Riviera. <laughs> we take what we can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've got, I've noticed you've done a lot of um, posts and content on LinkedIn uh, recently. Well, not mm -hmm. recently, but you have been for quite a while. I know. I keep seeing a pop up. Mm -hmm. I don't go on LinkedIn a lot, but when I, I do, I got all these like notifications and you're definitely, your stuff is like right there. So I go, oh, man, it's really cool. She's doing all this really cool neat stuff and you had um and you sent it to me too and you had these um lessons in software engineering right mm -hmm. which i thought was really neat there there was two-part bit i think it was 10 points that you made um are there some stuff you can highlight from the stuff you put together mm -hmm. yeah sure no i'm happy to hear that you saw those um yeah i I think the one thing that I want to highlight, um, there's actually not so much on software engineering, but more like building a product because I've been in the urban team since we started out. And so it was quite the experience. And I think one of the things that we um, tried at the beginning is to solve all the problems that cities have all at once in one tool. And um, 
even though that sounds like super exciting and fun, um, I think it led to maybe um, we had a lot of discussions around uh, user requirements. And then if you try to solve all the problems for all the target personas all at once, um, you just end up with a lot of um, user requirements that are maybe not really working well together. So you create something that is a solution in between. And so one of the takeaways that I got from working on Urban is really try to focus yourself on kind of maybe at the beginning, just one big problem with for one target persona and try to solve that really, really well. And then of course you can always add on and so on, but trying to do it all at once. And this is sort of the digital twin um, promise, right? That the digital twin will solve all the problems that cities have. And I think you we have to think about it more as like there's tools and, and apps that will solve specific workflows and they will help with specific problems. And then we have to have a way to integrate and have data kind of travel from tool to tool and, and make it accessible for people. But there won't be one tool to rule them all basically, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. it's gonna be more like a set of applications. And so we've now, these days we'll focus more on integrations, making sure that people can work from, like go from one tool to another seamlessly and make it work like that, right? So I think that that's one of the takeaways that um, I shared also in, in this series. That's awesome. Yeah, you'll see that sometimes in like local government development where like a team or a couple of devs are tasked with building just like this monolithic project mm -hmm. that will serve everyone's needs. And it's a great <laughs> idea on paper. It's just I've never seen it actually work great, right? It always turns into mm -hmm. this uh, mishmash of data, too much data, too many tools. Nobody knows exactly what does what, but yeah, with these kind of focusing in on what you want it want out of it, right? If you need to build, like I said, the integration bit, right? So uh, mm -hmm. if you need to build more pieces, that's fine, but uh, you know, don't try and get it all in one place. Like don't like Arc like mm -hmm. ArcGIS Pro in the browser. You don't want that. That's not going to do anybody any good. <laughs> type of thing, right? Yeah, so, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're sure. also, I see, you're involved in a lot of um, local meetups out there, right? Um, developer mm -hmm. meetups and stuff like that. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I actually have a bit of a, or like we've built up a bit of a community here in Zurich and it's actually around the topic of diversity in tech. So we are also looking to open up the tech space a bit more for, um, for women first and foremost, but also for people with maybe kind of a different background or, or different experience, right? And so we do a lot of events where we bring people together where they can explore different tech topics and so on. And um, so, yeah, there's a variety of, of things that are going on. And one that I'm particularly proud of that we started last year is um, a meetup called um, Hello 5050 World in the sense of a Hello World tutorial on, on, on equality or kind of equal opportunities for people in the tech industry. Um, and so we bring together um, kind of always it's always half women, half men, because everybody who comes needs to bring someone from the other gender so that we always have a balanced oh, participation wow. and we discuss anything related to the tech world and diversity, what we can do to open up the tech world to more and diverse people. And uh, so, yeah, it's been really, really cool to, to meet up with these people. That's awesome. That's great. I, I miss going to meetups out here. I mean, I, I'm a little older now and i don't really have the time to do them much but like where i'm at we're like um i'm near esri which is in the Inland empire 
which is mm-hmm. not in like downtown LA. Mm-hmm. I was when I lived in LA, there are way more meetups out there. You have way more stuff going on. Out this way, there's not much. So I do kind of miss going to some of those. They had a couple out here that kind of died out, especially after uh, the pandemic and everything. Nothing's really started mm-hmm. up again. Uh, that's really great to see. It's nice to get um, people together and especially on diversity stuff, you know, uh, bringing in more people to uh, into tech and to um, open that up for them. I think that's a really great thing to do. I would mm-hmm. like to see that out here. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can I, always I think, get started with that. <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's the, uh, I guess just the nature of like Southern California itself is pretty diverse out here. Uh, mm-hmm. So just it would work very well out here, and I think I'd like to see um, maybe something in, in Empire that could do that. That's, I mean, you're you're definitely giving me some ideas. I just need to find time, <laughs> right? But <laughs> yeah. it's cool. Yeah. So I also <laughs> want to ask too. You are also a yoga teacher, right? And you've been doing mm-hmm. that for quite a while. Um, just tell us a little bit about that. I mean, do you find that it helps with uh, stress at all? Because it, I mean, just any job in in engineering or any job anywhere can lead mm-hmm. to some stress. And I know from experience that. And I actually have done not yoga, yoga, but I've done some because it was recommended after I hurt my back like more than a couple of times uh, to do some stuff. And it actually helped quite a bit. So you can tell us just a mm-hmm. bit about that. Yeah, no, sure. Sure, very happy to. Um, so I've yeah I've been teaching I've been doing yoga for I don't know how how long like since I'm 12 years old or something like I started quite young and then started teaching about five years ago actually I was encouraged by some of my colleagues at Esri to start teaching they're like yeah it'd be so cool to have a yoga class in the <laughs> office and so that's how I started and I did my teacher training and so on and um, I can definitely confirm that it helps with stress especially to kind of balance out you know. I think especially in engineering, we often have stress coming in waves. Um, sometimes that has to do with deadlines, it can be because of releases or often like we're in the world of conferences, like you have to get <laughs> something done to a certain conference, right? And then there might be times where it's a little more stressful and you should be able to kind of uh, find strategies and tools to manage these different workloads, right? And I think for me, yoga really helps me to balance out these waves a bit better, both physically but also mentally like I realized that when it gets a little more stressful at work or in life in general I often go do a lot more physical practice and I kind of uh, like to move my body and just counterbalance that but also just to to keep a general state of resilience the mental practice of yoga helps me a lot to be able to sit in silence and meditate for a certain amount of time and being able to sort your thoughts and um, so so for me personally, it has really helped me to deal with more stressful situations in life, for sure. Yeah, and I think that, like, if you're, like you said, when you're dealing with um, stress at work and releases and stuff like that, uh, just that those moments of silence where you can just kind of mm-hmm. clear your head, not even, like, really focus on one thing, but just, like, focus on nothing. Just, like, clear your head, just calm down, and it's a big help. Even just, like, for a few minutes, it's, like, a huge help. Mm-hmm which I, I do quite often. I'll just sit here, turn everything off and just like not focus for a bit. And it, it feels great after I'm done. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Lisa, I want to be respectful of your time. I know it's late in the day for you, uh, but I do want to ask if you have any tips or tricks for anyone listening. It doesn't have to be related to uh, GIS or work or anything at all, but anything you want to share with people. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah, now after what I said, I kind of have to tell people they should be doing yoga. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I mean, I never force people to do yoga, but I can definitely re recommend it. I wanted to, to share something else that is has kind of been on my mind for a while is that I do think I would recommend people to try to seek opportunities to get out of their bubble once in a while, like really on a regular basis to talk to people that have really different experiences, different jobs, uh, you know, different upbringings, uh, different whatever, and and talk to those people and try to understand where they're coming from, um, why they think what they think, even if you don't agree with that, right? And um, the reason I'm saying that is because um, I've kind of grown up in an environment that is vastly different from where I'm now. So I, I grew up on the countryside on a former farm, where my parents' political views were very different to, to mine that I have today the beginning and for me it really helped me to discuss with them even topics that I that we were in disagreement to understand why they think like that um, and I to this day I always try to talk to people that are very different to me whenever I have the chance and, and also expose myself to different opinions and I feel like this really really helps if you're looking to build up empathy in any sort of capacity maybe as a leader maybe as a person in general then this is kind of your your secret hack to building empathy being able to talk to people that have very different perspectives and, and different different opinions um really helped me personally to to build up empathy and so that would be my last <laughs> thing to share all right so thank you very much i'll be seeing you next time thank you so much for having me thank you for listening to the bounty box today please subscribe for more content Thank you.